完璧などはありえないこの世界は不完全だから美しいこれは海賊王になる待ってなんと恋しさなの力を渡した時に言ったことを覚えているかいクレ違うそこじゃない変態遅い Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Hentai, a podcast that is here to show you that anime is far more than just tentacles and catgirls. There's countless stories of love, loss, laughs, hope, horror, and happiness that are just dying to be found. And I, Brendan White, the Salt and Pepper Senpai, am here to help you find them. More Than Hentai is proudly powered by 8-Bit and those sexy audio legends over at Audio Technica. Go upgrade your audio game today over at audio-technica.com. And joining me on this episode is quite the talented individual where not only podcasting, cosplaying or streaming can also be found writing and creating music under his Pyrite brand. He's one of the very first friends I made on this podcasting journey many, many, many moons ago. And he also enjoys anime such as Fullmetal Alchemist, Pocano, Dura, Soul Eater and Anahana. You can find him on them socials at Sammy Deej, which is S-A-M-M-Y-D-E-E-D-G-E. Sam, welcome to the Riverside Studio, my friend. How might you be doing? I am doing fantastically, as always. You know, it's always <laughs> lovely to be on the receiving end of one of those intros, uh, which is ever so lovely. But before it slips to my mind, I have to ask you a question that okay. every time I listen to the show comes to mind and I, I completely forget to ask. Is that Nani? Is that Ghost Stories? Is that the Ghost Stories dub that you are pulling that nanny from? That is indeed the Ghost oh Stories God, dub. Oh my God, you bastard. I love you. I love you. I, I went deep down a nanny YouTube soundbite rabbit hole to try and find the best one to drop in that intro. And that one just had the, the right cadence and the right sort of inflection that I wanted. And here we are. This right Scooby-Doo-esque shit. Very Scooby-Doo-esque, yeah. Oh my God. That is such an insane dub if you have not actually witnessed the chaos that is that dub. Uh, recommended for the audience. Seek that shit out. It's wacky as hell. Add that to the list. And, and even like um, on, on your sort of short list as far as favorite anime that you've consumed over the years, like there's a couple of heavy hitters. Like obviously Full Metal Alchemist is one of the crown jewels of anime itself. But one you also mentioned that doesn't get anywhere near enough love and respect is Anahana, the flower that we saw that day. I absolutely adore and obsess over this anime. It is so beautiful and so sweet. Only 11 episodes, but it is 11 episodes of perfection. And I'd love more, but obviously the story and how it wraps is perfect. But I would watch this anime forever if I could. I love a good, like, short anime that manages to, like, tie up all the loose ends really quickly. Mm -hmm. And fun fact... Even though it's slightly embarrassing, I think to this day, my most viewed YouTube video that I've ever posted is me reacting to the last episode of that and just crying like an absolute child. There you go. Well, it is it is well worth your tears. It is such a beautiful story. And, uh, you know, little, little Minma, I... She will ever own a piece of my heart. She's such a beautiful little soul. But just the story that plays out over those 11 episodes is fantastic. And like you said, it's just a short, tight, sweet, full story with a great beginning, fantastic middle. And then the end is just 
chef's kiss and chef's tears like you said like i was very emotional watching this one absolutely and i mean like if there is any anime that isn't able to do like characterization i will point to like that one scene with popo and be like you can do it it takes like a few lines to absolutely send through a character like yeah it's 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 fantastic i mean you know i've got a lot of stuff that i love and that is definitely one of them yeah it, it is phenomenal definitely add it to your list listeners if you haven't checked out anahana because Absolutely. yeah it's just beautiful like it's 12 years old or maybe close to 13 now yeah. as we record here at the you know back end of september but it holds up so very very well so animation's great voice acting whether it be sub or dub is fantastic and the story is just perfection amazing yeah absolutely yeah so i guess before we get too far down this anime rabbit hole i very briefly touched on on some of the uh the things you do and and the the various um hobbies and fun times that you take part in but maybe we'll sort of throw the microphone over to you and you can sort of give us a little bit of the sam backstory tell us you know a bit more about who you are what you do or have done or continue to do wherever you want to take us on this uh sam journey uh, the floor is yours. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, to to do the typical kind of anime backstory, I'm like a lot of people, someone who got into it through the old cheese TV. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a little bit of Pokemon, but I will say probably more leaning on the side of Digimon, I must say. Oh, uh, divisive. Well, here's the thing. Like, everyone compares, like, Pokemon and Digimon. Anime-wise, nah, 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 nah. Digimon, like, it's shorter seasons, they're not, like, trying to have this, you know, like, Ash, he's, like, 10, he's been 10 for, like, 50 years, but whatever, just go with it. Um, makes a lot more sense to me. But, like, I kind of went off it a little bit, came back into it uh, during secondary college, going through, like, the Death Note kind of classic, you know, mm-hmm. I'm getting back into anime kind of anime. And kind of went from there, you know, like really got into the whole uh, geeky side of, you know, pretty much everything. Um, in the subsequent years, I've started a podcast. Well, not started, but joined a podcast, The Consolables, which is... Great podcast. Great yeah, podcast. Fantastic podcast. Might be ending soon-ish, depending <gasps> on exactly when the, the episode ended up going out. So, Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm very much someone who has kind of tastes all over the place. For example, I own six manga. Three of them are three volumes of Sweetness and Lightning, a very, very, very <laughs> cute, uh, you know, manga about like cooking and like at one point, you know, we're doing like the we're not going to have any lumps in this sauce kind of dance. Very cute. On the other hand, uh, I also have a volume of Parasite. As mm-hmm. well as dissolving classroom and Uzumaki by Junji Ito, so we got okay. We got a range, both ends of the anime or manga spectrum, just there listing <laughs> those uh, titles off. That's for sure. I mean, I like all kinds. I I think what I've found recently, especially with being diagnosed as ADHD, is that I just like stuff that's interesting and weird and novel and is taking me places that I haven't really been before. And anime is a fucking great medium for doing that. It's 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 just about the best medium to be honest. Or even if if you combine anime and manga together, because written or or 
drawn based content is always easier to consume than just this text or, or audible based stuff for at least for me like it, it allows my mind to picture and, and mm. go on these journeys a little bit more and and a couple of the ones you mentioned there like parasite amazing phenomenal amazing. thriller science fiction horror whatever you want to classify it as with such a great unique concept and and uh the ito stuff I, I find the manga to be far, far, far better than the anime adaptations. I have a real Absolutely. hard time with the anime adaptations watching the, the Junji Ito stuff because yeah. it's still cool, but it doesn't hit the same way for me. I've definitely heard some people talking about this. And the, the, the best thing that I've heard in that respect um, is that kind of the physical act of having to turn the page kind of involves you almost in the story a bit in that, you know, like you'll have one character going like, oh God, what the hell's over here? I'm freaked out. And then you have to kind of, you know, essentially like open the door yourself and see the horrors within. That's great, actually. Yeah, I I think that's a very sound way to describe it. It's like playing a a horror game and like a horror video game where you're pushing forward, you're making this character go through that doorway or down that set of stairs almost against their will in a way where, yeah, that that sort of act of turning the page is the same thing. You'd be like, no, I'm done here. You could close that book and go to bed, but no, you've got to keep progressing. And it's that uh, that sense of suspense is yeah. what is going to be on that next page yeah. or through that door. Whereas like the anime is kind of a little bit more passive. I mean, truth be told, I haven't like watched any of the Ito animes primarily because I haven't heard great things about them. But I imagine it's, it's probably because of reasons like that, that it's, you know, it kind of like people don't consider how much the medium changes, like the actual, like interacting with the, the thing itself, you know, Hmm. that's very true. That is very true. But yeah, sadly, yeah, the Junjito anime trend, like it's still an enjoyable watch. They're still fine. There's still some very creepy moments that have translated from, from page to screen, but yeah, it just didn't grab me the same way it did uh, flicking through those manga panels, but yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Something that's better than okay, though, man, is uh, Pyrite. Tell us about that. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I make uh, music under the name Pyrite, P-Y-R-Y-T-E. Uh, you can check me out on Spotify. I think it also goes onto YouTube and all that other stuff. I've actually seen like um when i've like looked it up it's also on like tiktok so like there's tons of ways you could do it and i have a distributor so they take care of all that for me and also i've got uh something new coming out uh october 20th which i called echoes of unease which is like me doing some like horror inspired stuff you know okay yeah kind of inspired by like um have you ever watched cam that's a fantastic movie i'm just saying (laughs) No, no, I haven't. I don't even know what it is, if I'm being completely honest. So it's, tell, uh, tell me Netflix. about Cam. It's a Netflix movie um, mm-hmm. starring Madeline Brewer, who I believe was in The Hands Made Tale, and it is creepy as hell, and I okay. inspired a song on it, and it is one of those horror movies where I'm generally kind of slightly unnerved by it because it's like not a slasher. It's like this Cam girl who essentially... Uh, finds that someone is broadcasting as her like on her channel and kind of it it, it just spirals so quickly out of there anyway <laughs> might be going on a bit of a tangent that's all right we we love a good tangent here and i'll certainly add that to the watch list because i love a good bit of uh 
creepy, like grounded or, or realistic horror, like that true yeah. horror that's relatable that you can go, I can see this actually happening yeah. in real life. That's the stuff that gets me the most. So I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's like almost like a social horror. Yeah. You know, it, it oh, just and you know, me being autistic, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> what if this actually <laughs> happens? What if yeah, someone that- put, I don't know, the N word in my Twitter timeline or something? I don't know. And I refuse to call it X, it's Twitter. Yeah. And until the URL changes from like twitter.com to x.com, even then, I'm just good. Even if it like slightly upsets Elon, just like, yeah, he's, he sucks. He yeah. sucks. But something that doesn't suck is anime but i guess it can because i'd love to know like what do you love most about this beautiful sexy genre and what do you dislike most about it if you've got such divisive feelings like what do you gravitate towards like clearly with what you mentioned with with your manga and even your anime choices it's a wide gamut as far as uh tone and feeling and vibe and and certain tropes that you may or may not enjoy but yeah, give us give us some some high points and maybe some low points if you've got them. Ah, oh, that's tough because the thing is, yeah, like I I do like a lot of things, and the thing is, kind of ironically, if I had to pick one genre I like the least, it would probably be shonen. But mm-hmm. I can kind of it it depends because like when it comes to shonen, there's like lots of little tropes that are associated with shonens that kind of eke me out. You know, the whole kind of power creep. The whole, like, you know, like, look at, like, the big three or four, but they've got, like, oh, we've got several hundred episodes. <laughs> like, I'm sure that this narrative can just continue and continue and continue and not get stale <laughs> at any point. Um, but, yeah, I it, it, it's little things like that. It's, it's more the tropes, I feel, than any specific genre. Like, obviously, I guess if there's, like, here's an anime for five-year-olds, I might not be as into that as something that's a bit more maturely rated. Um, But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of all over the place. I'm also tempted to just be like, what's my my anime list got for me? I know I hated um, School Days. Uh, That was terrible. I haven't, it's, it's been on my watch list for a little while, but I haven't gotten to it yet. So I'm happy that I haven't because uh, that was a very blunt, uh, blunt review as far well, as the, Let, let me goes. put it to you this way. I found out about School Days because of what happens at the end. Mm-hmm. And what happens at the end is literally like the last maybe 10 minutes of the entire show. And the rest of it is just like people being shitty to each other. Okay. So it's just like, so by the end I was kind of like, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. But like it it was just so much just like people like, you know, cheating on people for no reason and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. I'm trying not to spoil, but I'm kind of spoiling. That's fair. It, it sounds like it's not a not a must watch for any potential listeners out there, but yeah. uh just watch the last 10 minutes. That's fun. Just the last 10? Something like that. You'll you'll That's know fair. you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. That's it. That's it. But uh, yeah, this it, it's funny. You, you mentioned Shonen just before and it just happens. What a coincidence. Yeah. The, the, the title in focus for this episode of More Than Hentai is as follows. My Hero Academia is an award-winning superhero manga series written and illustrated by Kohei Hirokoshi. It has been serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump since July of 2014. 
Since then, the series has expanded into light novels, stage plays, and various types of merchandise and media, including numerous video games and an insanely successful anime series produced by Bones that debuted in April of 2016. It currently spans six seasons, eight OVAs, and three animated films with a live-action film and a seventh season currently in planning and on the way in the years to come my Hero academia season one because we're only sort of looking at season one and also going more granular talking about episode one of mm. season one uh, it currently holds a score of 7.88 on my anime list and that is based on two million individual user scores and the story of my hero academia is as follows the appearance of newly discovered superpowers called quirks has been steadily increasing over the years, with 80% of humanity now possessing various abilities. This leaves the remainder of the world completely powerless, and Azuka Midoriya is one such individual. Since he was a child, the ambitious middle schooler has wanted nothing more than to be a hero. Azuku's fate, uh, unfair fate leaves him admiring heroes and taking notes on them wherever he can, but it seems that his persistence has borne some fruit. Azuku meets the number one hero and his personal idol, All Might. All Might's quirk is a unique ability that can be inherited, and he has chosen Azuku to be his successor. Enduring many months of grueling training, Azuku enrolls in UA High, a prestigious high school famous for its excellent hero training program. With his bizarre but talented classmates and the looming threat of a villainous organization, Azuku will soon learn what it really means to be a hero. So, Sam, we are going to be diving in on the first episode known as Izuku Midoriya Origin. And for Mm -hmm. listeners, if this is your first time stopping on by to More Than Hentai, the way it works is we're going to be deep diving on the first episode of a particular anime. Obviously, this anime in question is My Hero Academia. We're going to be covering the full episode front to back, so there will be a lot of spoiler-based discussion. We will not expand beyond that and sort of ruin major plot points and major twists and developments in the broader show itself. But this first episode, everything is fair game. So, uh, yeah, if you don't want anything to be spoiled, I'll probably stop the episode right now. But otherwise, we are going to be unpacking it not beat by beat. We're just going to be jumping around, talking about the high points, the low points, some cool things that happened and everything else in between. But Sam, what were your first initial thoughts on the first episode of My Hero Academia? I had a lot of thoughts. Firstly, like, um, uh, it's like, like I, uh, the thing is, like, <laughs> the first episode is so weirdly character heavy because I kind of mm-hmm. went into this hoping for shall we say, the kind of stuff that we get near the end of the season, as opposed to this where it's like, let's let's look at Midoriya. Let's talk about Midoriya. Midoriya is the most special boy. He's the important one. He's the protagonist. Make sure you understand that. It's entirely from his perspective. It's him. Whereas I was kind of like, I, I'm hoping for like, you know, where, where we get a nice even-handed, like everyone kind of gets to hold the talking stick for a little bit kind of thing. Um, not in this started. first episode, we don't. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a lot of. Um, buff he even does his own voiceover work. <laughs> yeah, like he does the narration as well. Fair enough. So he is he is the main character of the universe. Yeah. Um, well, either that or fucking All Might, because everyone's you know just fucking horny for him. Um, but yeah, it, it it was very interesting to see the extent to which you know um, Midoriya and Bakugo you know, having their, you know, will they, won't they, um, you know, don't feel free to not spoil, but do they fuck like at any point? Like, Oh, 
I can't confirm nor deny if, if the romance boils over into something more and, and UA becomes a little bit of a sex pit, uh, sex pit. But yeah, the, the episode opens with uh, we get sort of a very young Midoriya. He'd be no more than, you know, I guess five years old, something like that. He's, he's young and, and optimistic. And we get these first scenes where... Yeah, as a flashback. He, he's there just as a young little kiddo already sort of fighting the good fight and trying to f- defend this kid that's getting bullied by Bakugo and a couple of other little bastard kids. Yeah. And then we sort of see Midoriya just gets towed up and then you see him sort of laying on the ground knocked out almost. Yeah, like that <laughs> that's the thing. Like the 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 thing that I find so weird about this is they kind of are constantly establishing that like Bakugo has this like vibe of like I'm better than you. You're beneath me. I'm not going to even waste my time with you. And then, like, you know, Midoriya says literally anything. It's like, what? Am I supposed to listen to that? What? Am I supposed to be paying attention to you now? It's like, it's very weird. Like, that's why I think there has to be some kind of some kind of thing going on behind the scenes. Yeah, it's like you, you can see very early on that yeah, Bakugo's got this very high sense of himself where he's better than everybody around because he's got a, a great quirk and he's just a mm. badass little kid and he's going to fight everybody and he's kind of going to become yeah. the most famous hero and make all the money and yeah. all the fame and all that. So I feel I feel a lot of it probably comes from insecurity. As, yeah. as you see, most of the people have the chest the most puffed up and are spruiking themselves the highest, usually the ones that are the yeah. smallest internally. So... Maybe there's a bit of that. Yeah, usually if you're the best and everybody knows it, then you don't have to tell them at every opportunity. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. So, I mean, so I- we, we, yeah. um, yeah, we we get them get them sort of very young, and in these these sort of opening couple of minutes, we get the very first uh, super villain reference before it cuts into this banger of an open. The song's called "The Day," and the the artist that did it, Porno Graffiti is the artist's oh, name, well, which right. is a, a hell of a hell a of hell, an artist's name. What a great artist's name for this children's anime that yeah, we're yeah. devising. I, I can't help but chuckle when I was sort of putting it in my notes. I'm like, oh, well, that was a choice by uh, Bones and the, and the production company to, uh, I guess, tie tie sort of young prepubescent adults and, and school-based drama with porno graffiti, but it's a hell of a jam. And like you mentioned... Yeah. Uh, we don't get much um, exposure to the broader cast apart from this intro where we see a lot of the, I guess, yeah. soon to be announced or introduced characters at UA High or the villains or whatever because it doesn't really sort of explain who's who apart from the one shot at the end of the open where you see Midoriya and I guess his class all standing together united. But you get these really mm. quick sort of transitions. We see a lot of these other heroes. We don't know who's who, what they do. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they somewhere else in between? We get this banger of an intro. Uh, and something that they show constantly in this intro as well is this rivalry between uh, Midoriya yeah. and Bakugo where they get sort of they're standing looking at each other when they're five and then it transitioned to when they're teenagers and they're sort of back to back and still sort of against each other. Like they're, they're rivals, like... Midori, he doesn't have like a, a bad bone in his body. Like he sees the best in everybody, but Bakugo just sees Midoriya as nothing because as I mentioned earlier, like 80% of the entire world have quirks now. And that could be something amazing or it could be something like Midori's mum who can lift small things with and pull yeah. them towards herself. Well, 
I, I will say, like, one thing that I was kind of hoping for, even though I, I get the impression that we're not going to get it, is I kind of almost wanted, like, the kind of Detective Pikachu-esque thing where we kind of see, like, okay, well, what does a society look like when, like, 80% of the people have superpowers? Like, are there people with electricity powers who are working as, like, electricians? Or, like, you know, do we have, like, plumbers with, you know, hydrokinesis and shit? <laughs> and just, like... I don't know, I just find that shit interesting. Like, I'm like, that would, like, mess with stuff. And also, addition to, additionally to that, like, surely you can't have 80% of the population doing one job. Or, like, technically two jobs, if you consider supervillain and superhero to both be separate jobs. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm just interested in stuff like that. I, I like seeing mundane utility with that kind of stuff. I, I love that. And like in the, I think it's close to about 140 episodes. I don't have the episode okay. count off the top of my head over these six, six seasons so far. But I think we do get some very mundane showcases of the lesser quirks or, or I guess you could say people that are the people that don't go the hero route, but they're just working normal jobs, but they've got an ability. So we do see that weaved in. But it yeah. is funny because we sort of get this intro and, and then, yeah, Midoriya in the in the narration is like, you know, it was the age of heroes and setting the stage really early. And then we, we first meet Death Arms, the punching hero, <laughs> as he's known yeah. for. And then we get Backdraft, the rescue specialist, who's like a human fire hose thing. Yeah. But like you mentioned, um, if they're using their quirks for, I guess, resource management or like utility... Kamui Woods, who I guess he's like made out of wood or can turn his yeah. arms into wood. Can he like just he's continually chop his arms up to give like a he healthy supply of wood to like houses and restaurants to, yeah. to stoke their fires? Like, is that something you think Kamui Woods could do? I mean, I feel like that, that we could be getting a little bit too close to kind of, you know, like existential questions of like, you know, what is one's body and what, what, what is giving of oneself kind of, you know, like it could kind of get a little bit weird and a little bit but too high for the children. But on the other hand, think of the amount of money, like you think of OnlyFans and like bathwater. Kamui Wood could make like wood penises or just like wood whatever and just sell it as a profit on like an online store. And like they, em they emphasize in this first episode a lot talking about getting paid the most money and celebrity and fame. Well, you could the fucking what was her name like miss mountain or something Mount lady like, yeah you could just have a giant 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 bathtub yeah yeah and you could sell so much fucking bath water that's that's the smart move there Matt. yeah so kamui woods comes in because they're fighting this this sort of i guess you could say like d-grade supervillain. he's like yeah stolen the lady's purse and now he's just standing on on like a bridge and all the heroes come rushing in and yeah mount mount lady comes in and sort of steals Kamui Woods Thunder, who came in and he's sort of doing all the cool stuff and he's about to do his super move. But then Mount Lady just come charges in and does some her move that she calls Canyon Cannon. I, I love in a shonen or I love in anime in general where they yell out their, their abilities and their moves. It's one of my favorite things in anime. It's so dumb, but yeah. I just love it and it makes me smirk every single time. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I, what I will also say is, like, this is, like, kind of the first opportunity where we get to see, like, heroes in their fully, like, kitted out outfits and everything. Mm -hmm. And that was also fucking cool to me, like, kind of seeing, like, all the different designs and all the different ways that they're kind of, like, trying to showcase their ability. And, I, again, really cool. Like, that's absolutely the kind of shit that I'm here in this anime for, to kind of... 
see like this world that they've created and kind of see some of the more intricacies and see like how there might be like, you know, some rivalries kind of coming into this, which yeah. isn't just, you know, like I'm more powerful than you, you know, it's like, I'm using sex appeal to kind of win over affection. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's great. And, and I think you, you hit on a fantastic note there as far as the, the customization and seeing the individual personality shine. Like we only meet, a very small handful of heroes and a few villains. But yeah, they're, they're all very distinctive in look and feel and that sort of weaves in. Like, it's it's a very minor spoiler, but like when you go to UA High, which is, you know, the hero school, you go there and you design your hero costume. So it's kind of cool that they allow you to personalize your look and feel to, uh, I guess, really um, show who you are as a person or as a hero. So I do like that little touch. I think it's a cool little touch because instead of them all just being in, you know, X-Men suits or something like that, they're all very unique and distinctive. And like you touched on, like, it didn't take us too long. It was within the first, like, six minutes where we get a little bit of a... cheesy uh sexploitation there where, where mount lady's coming in and she's knocked out the baddie and then she she poses and she knows what she's doing and like <laughs> yeah. all the creepy all the creepy press and paparazzi yeah. like oh money shot money shot money shot and she she's showing a big giant buns because she's oh currently like 20 stories tall at the time um yeah but it was, it was super funny and apart from the money shot part the other um thing that i enjoyed in this scene is where we're seeing the heroes mixing in with just the average shows or just the normal people and there's one Mm. guy just casually calls up his work you know they're all just generic uh you know japanese men and women in suits and stuff and he calls up and he's like sorry boss i'm gonna be late today super villains just derailed the train again don't know how long i'm gonna be but i'll see you soon so it's kind of cool that they weave that into it's like oh this is just a common thing now like it just happens and we just deal with it like it's it's cool that they normalize it like that yeah 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 it's it, it's always interesting to see kind of how how some stories kind of do those kinds of things i'm reminded of um welcome to night vale where like the entire idea of it is oh like you know like all the conspiracies, you know, aliens, you know, here's a dog park. You're not allowed to go to the dog park. Don't look at the dog park. And it's all very kind of normal. And in a similar way, I, I kind of like how they've, you know, kind of humanized this and make this into kind of a normal thing, even though I imagine we're immediately rocketing over to superhero land <laughs> and just kind of leaving the whole normalcy thing behind. Yeah, it's 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 very well executed and we get a little bit of uh more narration from Midori here talking about this influx of heroes. They've become what they they're known as as peacekeepers and they're overseen or slash regulated by the government. The most most powerful superheroes get advertising deals and money and, and fame and all that kind of stuff. So there is a heavy dose of celebrity attached to to all these uh quirk wielding heroes and then we see in this scene as well because Midori is there on his way to school and he's diligently writing notes in his in his book about what he just saw yeah. Mount Lady do and Camille Woods and stuff. And then then it know. cuts, and then it cuts to to high school, like just the normal high school where Midoriya and Bakugo are attending, and we get the teacher sort of saying, "Oh, it's it's about that time, kids, where you got to decide your future." But it just so happens I know you're all going to be wanting to become heroes, and they're all like, "Yeah," and they all immediately 
pop their quirks at once and you can sort of see they're all just a bunch of bums like there's a pencil head guy a stretchy neck person someone with a long nose someone that had rock fists someone's hair was just spiky there's yeah. even like a big eared one like there wasn't really any winners in this room apart from bakugo who's yeah. got like explodey power fists and can do all these things yeah and he's in there ego. yeah talking shit about everybody in in class but then especially uh, Midoriya, because he wants to go to UA High as well, yeah. gets laughed out of the classroom just about because we find out it's got a, a 0.2% acceptance rate of students that are coming into the school. But he wants to go in there and he just gets run down by everyone in the room. And it's, it's a bit of a shitty time. Like, kids are cruel, man. Kids are cruel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it it is very interesting, though, to see all these different powers because... One thing I love about some of the like anime shit that I've seen with superpowers in it is they do weird as fuck powers. <laughs> and some of the ones in this in my hero are so bizarre or so dumb, but I love them. But this that's the thing that I fucking love about them though, is that they're weird and dumb, but it's like, okay, here's the thing that you have, and you know, maybe you have like some weird side effect or something. But like, okay. You want to use this to help people? Now you got to be fucking creative. That is what I fucking love. Because then you kind of go like, oh, okay, this guy just has, you know, spiky hair. What's he going to do? And then you kind of see it in action. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, that's an interesting strategy. That's what I love about this shit. I, I do like that they empower everybody in this show, regardless of if you have glorified yeah. tape dispensers in your elbows or you have stereo headphone jacks on your earlobes. Like yeah. like you said, they've all got utility and they all play Except a part. Except for Midoriya. Yeah, yeah. Poor little quirkless Midoriya. But, uh, Fucking you, Midoriya, then you go to UA. Yeah. And, and it's sort of... These, these sort of few minutes here and the, the following scenes after that school, it's all pretty sad. Like like after the part where he's, he's getting made fun of at his school, it jumps to the next scene where we see this green slime villain that's robbed a store and, and just general population like, where's all the heroes? Where are they at? And then we get All Might who's coming out of, the, out of a, a general store and we just get, we sort of see the silhouette and he's just sort of like meek in stature at first. Then you see him All Might up and you get one of his his very traditional like I am here lines oh, about you know saving the day and you sort yes, of get the tone set Superman. as far as All Might yeah he's Superman with some sweet sweet hair I'll tell you now yeah 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 and I I will have to say like you know a much more interesting weakness than uh, Green Rock yeah um, so it is interesting like you know my initial kind of vibe on it was like oh we're gonna pull a, like a homelander or something like how are we gonna make this not just it is superman so you know it kind of got me a little bit intrigued in that way it gave us just a little little taste a little taste of all might in that that scene and then it jumps back to the school again and this part was really fucking heavy yeah bakugo and midoriya have an exchange and midoriya's got his notebook bakugo grabs it sets it on fire throws it out the window pretty much not in these exact words but he's like you know you, you trash you're useless go away mm-hmm. and then he goes midoriya why don't you kill yourself and then I think know. about when you sort of come back alive with quirks like so he's talking about yeah midoriya <laughs> jumping off a building and committing suicide like it's nothing and it's so jarring this scene I mean, what what I will say is, I, I mean, maybe I should have, you know, looked into who did the opening, but this was definitely a moment where I was just like, so this is, this is, this, 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 
suicide? And this is a, 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 a kid's show? Are you, are you sure? Are you sure? We're talking about suicide in a kid's show? We... Hmm. Yeah, porno, but, graffiti, and suicide. Yeah, that was definitely a bit of a moment of like, you know, is, is Japan just like have like, you know, different vibes on it? Or like, is this actually not 100% for children? Is this more like, you know, is this a Senen and not a Shonen? Like, hmm. Yeah, it certainly uh, it took me by surprise because uh, I totally forgot about that scene when I was doing the rewatch this afternoon. I was like, "Oh, okay, we're going there. All right, fair enough." Yeah, like we we again, like wow, Bakugo, like baby, uh, just keep it in your pants or see a therapist or something. Like, damn. All yeah, right. he's, he's got he's got some some deep rooted issues of Bakugo because he just laughs it off like it's nothing and then just leaves the classroom. And, and then um, we get a, another flashback to, to Midoriya when he's like, you know, three to four years old. And you can see his early obsession with heroism and how he just wants to be the best. And like no one ever he tells was. his mom, mom, it's time. I want to watch my, watch, my, watch my show, watch my video again. So she chucks him in yeah. front of the computer. And yet we see the, the gif that does the rounds of, of yeah. Midoriya doing the sort of zoned out headbang sort of thing. And we find out that his favorite video is the the first um, the debut of All Might, where All Might first appears and saves a gajillion people. And you can see pretty quickly, like you said, like All Might's set up to be the you know the Superman. He's the embodiment of hope. The yeah, the goodest of good, and and he's a beast. Like he's a giant mountain of a man. And he's I don't know if you call it like are they like inverse bangs. Like his fringe is just shooting straight up. Like the two fringe strands are amazing. Yeah, he's got like some rabbit ears going on. Yeah, it's something. And we get that very, uh, well, you get used to it very quick as you watch the season, seasons <laughs> yeah. progress, but we get his laugh and then his big <laughs> larger than life quotes. It's like, hope has arrived and all of this. Yeah. And it's, it's a cute moment because uh, baby Midoriya, he's very adorable. He's such a cute yeah. little optimistic beautiful kid and he just wants yeah. the best he just wants to save people he did like me like 10 years ago <laughs> <laughs> before the pandemic <sighs> uh yeah i mean he's a very cute kid but here's the thing like so he gets very upset about like well i don't have a quirk i'm one of the people who doesn't have a quirk and his response is like i'm going to be a hero by doing nothing and taking some notes and not doing any kind of physical training and not trying to be, I don't know, like a, a cop or something or cops or bosses or whatever. Um, you know, like you could do something instead of just being like, well, I didn't, you know, get born into being a superhero. Like, come on. But that, I will that scene, because after, after the video scene with, with him watching the All Might video yeah. on repeat i can imagine it then jumps to Medora and his mum in hospital with a doctor sort of i guess getting the quirk diagnosis as far as you know what kind of sure. hero am i going to be doc and the doc's pretty much just stomps on his dreams and be like you won't develop a quirk because you don't have a single jointed pinky toe apparently there's some it coincides with quirks where if you've got yeah. one joint in your pinky toe because the body has become streamlined as they say yeah that usually implies that you've got a mad quirk but he's he's got a a double joint in his pinky toe so yeah midori is going to live a a quirkless life and he's devastated i guess we should be thankful that he doesn't immediately you know like steal like 
you know, some kind of hammer and then just, you know, wail on his own pinky toe or something. It's yeah. like, I need to be a superhero. Yeah. And, but there's a moment here too, like where, like you said earlier, like you start questioning if this show's for kids because he's back there in front of the computer watching that All Might video on repeat and his eyes are welled up. They're full of tears because he's broken because his dream's just been ruined. And his mum comes in and he asks his mum, like, you know, am I still, like, can I still be a hero? And instead of her doing, I guess, the generic parent thing where, you know, they lie for the greater good and be like, of course you can, Midoriya. You're going to be, you're going to be the best hero. She's just like, no, I'm sorry. It's not happening. And you could, like, even with the, um, the narration that Midoriya is doing over the top of that, you can see, like, that's a really big break point in his life. I don't know, like, the thing is, like, with Midoriya, like, he's one of those characters that, for me, I'm constantly like, oh, this this little shit, and then I'm like, oh, wait, he's, you know, I'm just like, oh, he's very, you know, passive and very nervous, it's just like, uh, I hate, and then I'm like, wait, no, no, that's me, I told, <laughs> I, this is exactly what I was saying to my therapist, shit. Um, so that I end up kind of sort of liking him and sort of disliking him and trying to kind of find a good balance with that. But yeah, like the, this whole thing of like, it was, it was such a like slightly annoying scene to me because like, obviously like the mother doesn't want to do this and it's just like, why didn't you just lie to me? You made me, you told me it could be, it's all going to be all right. Why didn't, why didn't you just let me play in the minefield? It's just like, what what is happening? Just, like, figure it out. I don't know. Like, what's the bub supposed to fucking do in this context? Just be like, actually, he was a CIA operative who was lying to you to make sure that you don't try and be a superhero or something. Like, she, she could have just said, not all heroes have powers. She could have said that. And you know what? That would have been enough because that's not a hard yes or a hard no. But if I was at you that age and someone cop. said that, I'd be like, hmm, that's that's enough for me to stop crying now and think I can make a change on this deep, dark world. Yeah, you could be just like, hey, learn how to play an instrument. People like listening to music. I don't know. Yeah. Be a, be a be a music hero or something. That's your quirk. Oh, he could he could be guitar hero. <laughs> You could just you could just be like your quirk is that you can watch a lot of YouTube. I don't know, like figure yeah. it. Just I don't know. I don't know what this little shit wants. Yeah, like she she could have handled it better, but he could have handled it better. Yeah, also, but he's, he's five, like five. That yeah, is he's, true. he's he's a baby. So so I, I give him a bit of a pass, but then. In the Midoriya narration over the top, he gets, you know, the, he says, you know, no matter what anyone else thinks, all I have to do is like believe in myself type of thing. So yeah, that sort of lack of doubt or lack of support from his mom or the doctor, he's like, you know what? Screw you all. I'm going to be a hero either way, quirkless or yeah. not. I'm going to be the best like no what? one ever was. See, again, I totally love that. I totally agree that that's fantastic. He doesn't actually fucking do anything, though. He just does a lot of writing, which is cool, but also, I don't know, do some push-ups. Yeah. I don't know. He he doesn't really think it through as far as optimizing his body at that age. Yeah, so... Yeah. He he is a very, very, very serious case of anime protagonists. Just like, I'm the protagonist. It's just going to happen. I don't know. But then that uh, that sort of stage gets set because he, he's walking home from school and that slime villain we mentioned earlier appears out of the sewer, 
grabs Midoriya. We find out that uh, this slime villain pretty much can just like assimilate into people's bodies and like wear them as a suit, as a skin suit, which is pretty heavy. So like, again, this is for children. Like that scene looks like watching that scene looks more like watching, shall we say, a very aggressive sexual assault. Like, that does not look like, oh, wacky villain, he's gonna go into the game, it's gonna be bad. It's just like, this is terrifying. Yeah, it's it's not a good time. And Midoriya, being quirkless, has nothing to do but just stand there. Take or, it. Or, yeah, take all this guy's slime. Yeah. But then well, we get, uh, we get a, the legendary... That's a right there. Yeah, yeah we, we won't go any deeper on that one, even though well, slime villain wanted to go very deep. But uh, yeah, we, we, we sort of then that. hear that very distinctive vocal delivery of All Might again. And All Might pops out, wuzzes the slime up, manages to put the slime villain into a bottle somehow, like a, a Anime. little plastic bottle just because. But then um, Midoriya, because he's meeting his hero, he's meeting his idol, he's meeting his god on earth. Mm. He's just all kinds of shook but just wants to get to know him and has all these questions. And as All Might's like, you know, gotta go, got other people to save. And he goes to fly away. Midoriya grabs onto him. (laughs) And so they're flying through the sky and All Might's like, you gotta let go. This isn't right. And he's like, if I let go, I might die. And so they land and Midoriya is trying to, I guess, get confirmation from his hero that can I be a, can I be a hero even though I'm quirkless? And it's it's a big moment because That's this episode ends open-ended up. on this where he's sort of asking for validation from All Might about, you know, confirm, can I be a hero without powers? But before that, as they land, you can see not all, all it seems with All Might because as they're flying, All Might coughs up a little bit of blood and oh, no. tying into the more adult theme of this show again, he says, shit, as he's coughing up a little bit of blood. So we can see that the all-powerful All Might maybe also might not swears. be as all-powerful as we think. Yeah, he drops some cuss. He's bleeding. <gasps> he's broken inside, potentially. And we end on this moment where Midori is like, please give me some validation. <laughs> and in the in the um, the narration again, he goes, I didn't realize at this time, but that chance encounter would change the course of my future. And then credits roll. So that's where it ends. What's your thoughts on these final, you know, four to five minutes where we've got Midori interacting with All Might, we've got the got the slime villain and everything else in between. So we're once again horrifying with the slime villain. Um, but like, it, I mean, it was so dumb, you know, just like he jumps to the air and she's like, I'm still holding on here. What the hell is happening? Very dumb. And also with any good episode one, you have to have a good cliffhanger to like lead you into the next one. So... I, yeah, I mean, you know, it absolutely did the job of, you know, keeping me interested enough to be like, what's happening next? I love that. I love Mm -hmm. that. And what did you think? Like, you touched on it earlier as far as, you know, Superman's biggest weakness is a green rock, but you sort of mentioned it's kind of cool to see that there's a little bit more of a human element to All Might. Mm -hmm. And we, we see it in that moment where he smiles and he coughs up a bit of blood and then he's like, shit. Like, it was like, oh what he's 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 flawed he's not immortal and yeah he's gonna live cuss forever, words maybe? oh no superman would never say a cuss word 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I did like that we kind of saw those flaws and, you know, I very much uh, found them interesting going forward because I did watch past this first episode because I'm already discussing stuff that happened at the end of this first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do really appreciate that. If nothing else, because, you know, especially later on, you know, you really get the impression that everyone has a fucking hard on for this dude and everyone's just like, oh, cool, we don't have to do anything anymore. Every, you know, all issues are completely resolved now that this guy's here. Um, so it's nice to see that it's not quite that simple. Um, because if it was that simple, it'd be kind of a little bit boring. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it kind of uh, makes sure that there are still some stakes there, you know, mm. to keep things interesting, to keep you on edge. Yeah, I think the episode ends like you you touched on, like on a nice cliffhanger where you're like, oh damn, like will he or won't he confirm <laughs> that Midoriya <laughs> has has a chance in the hero world? You know, like what's gonna happen? And I was like, oh, and and it, even though I've I'm fully up to date and I've watched, yeah. Uh, like all six seasons so far and everything else that's attached to it. It was cool to go back and rewatch it several years down the track. And it made me almost go, you know what? Maybe I might start rewatching this because it's, it's just a good vibe. I really enjoy My Hero Academia. There is some very, very high points. And then, yeah, there is some low points and some parts where I'm like, this doesn't need to be here as right. is in a lot of anime that goes above 10 to 20 episodes. Like where, where, climbing over 140 episodes with season seven and, and this is going to go beyond that again. So yeah, we'll see, but it, it felt good for me. It resonated for me. I was going to ask, will you continue to watch? We've already confirmed that you've watched well, all of I, season one now. I mean, I, 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 it's surprising that I've managed to watch more than one episode in the, what has it been? One week when we decided to do this. Um, now I've I've watched all of the first season primarily because I think I'd need to get a Crunchyroll sub to watch past that, and I might do that. Um, but I've watched up to the end of season one, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I definitely enjoy it. As I said, the thing that I like the most is kind of near the end where we start, you know, open opening things up a little bit and yeah. kind of getting to see everybody doing their own thing. Uh, which I very much like, as opposed to all the how how is Midoriya gonna get out of this one, you know? Um, but even that was kind of interesting because you'd again get to see kind of like some of the, you know, how do we creatively use our powers kind of stuff, and that's absolutely what I'm here for when it comes to this show. Uh, yeah, so I very much enjoyed that. Yeah, it's it's really fun and and seeing all these characters get introduced rapidly and at times slowly as well at, at UA High and seeing how they weave into this friendship circle or rival circle or yeah. enemy you know villain hero however you want to sort of classify the characters that start getting thrown at us it's it's a good watch and yeah seeing all these very unique abilities it's not all just like oh that's the ice guy and that's the fire guy and that's the invisible woman it's like it's it's very like you said right at the rip like it's very anime it's very yeah. japanese inspired media here because it is bizarre and bonkers at times but it just yeah. all works and exists in this world without question and it's just nice to see all the different like personalities on display even if, if i think Bucky goes a little bit too far but like it's it's still interesting to kind of see you know like 
how how all these people are kind of interacting. You know, some of them are way more confident with their powers and some of them are kind of still trying to figure out like how to kind of best utilize them. And it's just, it's interesting seeing all that melting pot and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. And it's like, it's weirdly like relatable in a way. Like we've all gone to school. I've all been the new kid in class or having these awkward exchanges. You know, we don't have quirks and whatever else, but you can relate and put yourself in some of these characters' shoes in ways. And and that's the sign of good storytelling as well. But I want to know, Sam, have you got a favorite scene or favorite moment from this first episode of My Hero Academia? Oh God, from the first episode, that's... I don't even really know. Like I'm, I, 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 I guess I really like that. You know, one kind of fight with the supervillain with, uh, you know, all the different superheroes near the start. And I'm trying to remember the name of anyone. Cassia Woods, Kamui Woods, Kamui Woods, Backdraft, Mount- and Death Arms. <laughs> yep. See, my notes are detailed, but they're not that detailed. They're mostly me <laughs> bitching about like, you know, Midoriya and shit. Um, that was really nice because that was like a really good example of like, okay, this is the kind of stuff that I'm here for. This is the kind of stuff that I'm excited for. And this kind of gives me a sense of like, hopefully we're going to see a lot more of this stuff, you know, as the story progresses. Um, that, that was probably my favorite. I mean, you know, there was lots of other little things, but again, most of it was just, oh God, why, why are you still fighting over, over shit? (laughs) That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, it was a it was a nice scene because yeah, it sets sets the tone and the expectations, I guess, as far as what Absolutely. my hero academia will or potentially will be about. So uh yeah, I agree. I like that. And I also was a fan of just seeing young Midoriya and how they sort of just yeah. emphasize how much he just obsesses over this hero archetype and he just wants to do good for the world and, and save mm. people. Like he's just a just a good boy with a a big heart and a, and a drive Aww. to to be the next All Might. And, and we can all relate to that in a way. But um, I wanted to now ask you, as we go to the last word presented by Japan Crate, experience Japan okay. through snacks and knickknacks via monthly package drops, courtesy of japancrate.com. And while you're there, be sure to use 8-Bit15 at checkout. So Sam, what is your last word on My Hero Academia? I only had one word. Good. <laughs> you can use more words if you like well that's the thing every time you go like it's the last word and then someone says a paragraph i'm like hold on one moment that's not how this works at all yeah, well, um, very fast and loose with the rules here <laughs> last I words think, <laughs> i think it's decent i think it's you know a, a good um a, a good first episode and as with all good first episodes i don't feel like i could fully judge the anime based off it yep. but it has my attention and it hooked me in for the second episode and that's all you can ask for amen to that so you feel that my anime list 7.88 out of 10 is a pretty pretty fair and valid score for not only episode one but for spoilers maybe for season one i mean i was pretty happy that it was like 7.88 and i wasn't going to be like yeah it's not you know like i was expecting 10 and i was going to be like oh no people are going to attack me um I mean, I was feeling for for uh, maybe the first season, like yeah, maybe around a seven or about a six. You know, I'm I'm excited to see more of it. Um, but like what I saw in season one was like it was decent, but I want more. I want more of the thing. Come on, give me just a little bit more of more of what I what I'm after. Come on, come on, just a little bit more. 
Well, that's good. That's good. It's better to be wanting a little bit more than be like, I'm out, I'm done, I'm yeah. moving on to something else. So, yeah, I, I, it sounds like we've uh, we've selected and discussed a great anime here that you're going to enjoy for, for days, weeks, months, years to come. Maybe, who knows? Sure. Who knows? Um, but yeah, if, if listeners, if you're still on the fence about My Hero Academia, here's a couple of other anime that is often compared uh, compared or, or spoken in the same breath as My Hero Academia as far as uh, mutual friends or recommendations go. So if you're a fan of One Punch Man, Black Clover, Naruto, Assassination Classroom, or Hunter Hunter, there's a chance that you will be digging and vibing with My Hero Academia as well. But Sam, that brings us to the end of another episode of More Than Hentai. Mm. Thank you so much for stopping on by and riffing the greatness that is anime with me. Uh, for one last time, where can the listeners find you and all the fantastic things that you do? Yeah, well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm refusing to call it X, uh, Sammy Deej, S-A-M-M-Y-D-E-D-G-E. Uh, and I mean, you know, that's Sammy Deej is kind of, you know, my Twitter, my TikTok. Um, you can check out my music uh pyrites on spotify or you can do pyrites underscore music uh on twitter if i'm able to access that account p-y-r-y-t-e underscore music for that one and uh yeah i don't know you know life is chaos hopefully you'll be hearing from me soon on guesting on something if not on my podcast, The Inconsolables, while it's still running. Hell yeah, yeah. Check out The Inconsolables. They came up at about exactly the same time as uh, I did in the AU podcast space many, many years ago. And it's been a great ride that we've been on directly and indirectly. So check out The Inconsolables, check out Pyrite, check out all the good things that uh, Sammy Deej here does on the regular. Be sure to follow myself at Brendan 8-Bit. Be sure to follow 8-Bit as a whole at we are 8 bit be sure to rate you subscribe this podcast and all the other podcasts out there but listeners whether your anime be subbed dubbed or still yet to come enjoy yourself stay hungry and much love to all the gorgeous waifus out there goodbye <laughs>